subsequent attempt at controlling our impulses. So this perspective is what's known as the limited energy resource model of self-control. Now, there are a couple of other ways to think of how self-control works. One of them is that self-control, instead of representing a limited energy resource, is more of a skill, just like any other skill that we would have. So instead of our self-control performance changing over time, our self-control should remain very consistent over time, just like with any other skill that we have. A third perspective, an alternative way of thinking of how self-control works, is that it's a knowledge resource. Now, you can think of a knowledge resource as something that becomes smarter and smarter the more that you use it. So from this perspective, the more that you use your self-control, the better off you're going to be. The more that you practice, that you use it, it doesn't deplete you, it makes you smarter. It makes you better. And you're going to have a lot more self-control success. Now, this idea that the self and our identity and our ability to control our impulses relies on a limited energy resource isn't something new. Since the beginning of psychology, researchers and theorists have thought of the mind as an energy system. All that we have to do is go back to Sigmund Freud and think of some of his early writings. Freud conceptualized the mind as a large energy system. It was a system in which people were constantly going to battle against themselves. People have instincts, drives, and motives to do things. And sometimes the things that we're driven to do, these instincts, aren't very appropriate. So we have to have other components of ourself in order to remain in agreement with what's appropriate either from what society tells us is appropriate or based on our current beliefs. So Freud got a lot of things wrong in his life. And one thing that he got wrong was why we control our impulses. But he was completely right that our mind functions as an energy system. So if we're going to try to understand why people fail to control their impulses so often, we have to understand how self-control works. And now what we're going to do is we're going to see how these three different perspectives on self-control work out within the context of some classic experiments. Let's look at two experiments that have tested the limited resource model of self-control. The first experiment is the classic cookie and radish experiment. College students came into a laboratory, and they sat down at a table. They parked their backpacks, and then they received some instructions. The experimenter told them that this experiment was about taste testing. And so they were going to taste some foods and then complete some unrelated tasks. Next, half of the participants were given special instructions. They were shown a plate of food. And the plate contained two different types of food. On one side of the plate, there were chocolate chip cookies, and the experimenters had just baked them. 
They smelled delicious. On the other half of the plate, there were radishes. And for these participants, the experimenter told them, you can have as many of those radishes as you want to, but do not eat those chocolate chip cookies. The idea was that it would take a lot of self-control to resist eating these tempting foods. The other half of the participants had a much easier time of it. The experimenter told them the opposite. They said, eat as many of those chocolate chip cookies as you want to, but do not eat those radishes. So the idea was that for half of these participants, they would become depleted of their mental energy because they had to resist temptation. Next, what the experimenters did was they measured participants' self-control. And to do this, they gave them a series of puzzles to solve. But what they didn't tell these participants is that the puzzles were unsolved.